Hi, this is Douglas Boyd with the Inspire Podcast. Have you ever thought about the life of Judas Iscariot? I think that's something we really don't often think about, but there are many things that we can learn from the life of Judas. Today, on the Inspire Podcast, we look at the life of Judas. Welcome to the Inspire Podcast. I'm your host, Douglas Boyd, and we want to encourage you to keep reaching higher and go farther in your walk with Jesus Christ, and above all, to never, ever give up, but to keep moving forward in Christ. All right, is everybody feeling blessed today? I have no voice. But let me tell you, it's a beautiful day, and the Lord Jesus Christ is still Lord of all. Are you glad about that? I don't know about you, but I am glad about that. He is Lord, and He is Lord forever. Thank you so much for being with us today. My name is Douglas Boyd. This is the Inspire Podcast. We are an outreach of Crossway Family Church in Bowie, Texas. That's B-O-W-I-E, Bowie, Texas. Please go to our Facebook page, Crossway Family Church in Bowie, Texas, and hit like. We also have a Facebook page called Inspire, where we put these podcast messages and why do we do this we do this to encourage you to encourage the body of christ to help you keep walking forward there are things in this world right now that are trying to pound christians down trying to to uh stop our walk stop us from going forward in christ and we've got to have a made-up mind like never before to move forward in jesus christ And this podcast exists to strengthen your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, to help you keep going forward. You know, in life, sometimes you're going to get knocked back a step, sometimes two. But the important thing is to keep moving forward in Jesus. To keep moving forward in Jesus. Today we have a very interesting, very interesting study. It's not going to be very long, and it's I think it's something that needs to serve to us as a warning the life of judas needs to be a warning to us have you ever known someone that was a religious person or they went to church all of the time and yet you never saw them changed by the power of god we're going to talk about that today it's a it's an amazing study so before we jump into it, let me say this also. Um, this Saturday in Bowie, Texas, the 19th, 7 o'clock at Crossway Family Church, we are going to be praying for the sick. We are going to be praying for those that are oppressed, depressed, battling anxiety, battling fear. 
we are having a healing service at seven o'clock so if you get this podcast before then and you hear this and you need prayer we want you to come out and if you don't want to wait until until then please call me at 940-704-1873 i would be glad to pray for you anytime and uh, i believe in the power of prayer our church believes in the power of prayer and uh, so, but today, why don't we jump off into this today and talk about the life of Judas? This, uh, this is something that, um, folks, this is like really serious. This is very serious. And, um, Mark chapter 3, let's jump into it today. Mark chapter 3, they list the names of all of the disciples that Jesus had picked. And in verse 19, it says, And Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. I want to focus on verse 19 today. Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. I want to look today at the life of Judas. Before we go any further, let's go ahead and pray. Lord, we just come before your throne, and we ask you today to help us to hear this. Help us to receive this in our hearts today. Anoint our ears to hear it and our hearts to receive it. Let it be planted on good fertile ground in our hearts, and let it serve as a warning to us. Let the life of Judas serve as a warning to us, Lord. Teach us today from your word. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, you've, you've often heard it said of someone that stabs someone else in the back and turns on them or lies about them or, or uh, comes against them behind their back. You'll hear people say, man, that guy is a Judas. Have you ever heard that? Have you ever heard that? I've heard it a lot of times. Man, that dude, he's a Judas. The name Judas often brings a negative connotation. How could a man walk with Jesus for over three years and yet do the things that he did in the end? It's almost unfathomable, and yet we read in Scripture, we know that it says that Satan had entered him, but that's no excuse because for Satan to enter you, you must have an open door for it. Judas set up a trap for Jesus Christ to be arrested by the religious leaders and he was put on trial. I want to share, I want to share a, um, a few points today about Judas. Let's look at it today. Number one, Judas was in the presence of Jesus Christ the Lord Jesus Christ for three years and yet he refused to change number one today Judas was in the presence of Jesus Christ for three years and yet he refused to change what a striking statement with Jesus for three years and yet nothing ever changed within him 
That just goes to show you that Jesus Christ will not force you to change. Everything about our lives in Christ is about change. Here's the thing. Jesus Christ loves us so much. He loves us too much to leave us where we are. I said Jesus loves us too much to leave us where we are. As a child of God, we are always changing and growing in Christ, moving, going into new levels. We are continually, supposed to be, continually transformed in Christ. But Judas, Judas refused to be changed. As a child of God, we're always needing to grow, to move, to develop in Christ. Yet he would not change. Three years with the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, and he didn't change. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Verse 2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Listen, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Paul said, let God transform you into a new person. Being a Christian is about being willing to let God change you, to shape you, to mold you on the potter's wheel, and to form you into what he needs you to be. Think about this today. Judas was there when Jesus performed miracles. Judas was there when Jesus came walking, walking to them on the stormy seas. And Judas saw Peter get out of the boat and walk on the water. Judas was there when Jesus, in love and in compassion, healed the lepers and the blind and the crippled. Judas, Judas was there when Jesus turned the water into wine. Judas was there when Jesus called Lazarus out of the grave, and he watched Lazarus walk out of that grave. Think about that. Judas heard nearly every beautiful, life-changing word that came out of Jesus' mouth, and yet through it all, he refused to change. And yet when Jesus called the disciples, he told them, I have chosen you twelve, and one of you is a devil. Wow, what a statement. Judas started out as a devil, and he ended up as a devil because he refused to change. Man, this should wake us up. Come on, somebody. Man, I'm, I'm preaching to somebody today. This should wake us up. This should make us think. You can be, listen to me. Come on, man, listen to me today. You can be at every single church service. You can see miracles. You can see other people's lives changed and transformed. You can taste of God's goodness, His mercy, His love, His compassion, 
And yet, you can do that all and not be saved. I'll say this, you can do it all and then fall away. I was one of those. I fell away from God for a time. It was awful. It was one of the worst things that is the worst thing that has ever happened to me. It's easy to be in God's presence and yet not be changed. And that's such a tragic thing. You can do it all. You can see all of God's goodness and not be born again. Jesus says you must be born again. Judas rejected change. Number two today. Judas called what was precious and what was worship. Judas called it waste. Folks, Jesus wants all of you. He wants all of me. If you're not a worshiper, you're not giving Jesus all of yourself. I said, if you're not a worshiper, if you don't live a lifestyle of praise and worship, you're not giving Jesus all of yourself. One of the most important things that we do is our worship. It's precious to the Lord. It's a sweet-smelling savor, a precious oil. Look at the story of what happened in the home of Lazarus. John chapter 12, verse 3, it says, Lazarus' sister, Mary, says, Mary, therefore, took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And it says, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Folks, this is one of the most beautiful things that you will ever read in Scripture. Mary loved Jesus so much. And when it says that the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume, what that's a, like a type and shadow of the house was filled with the fragrance of her worship. Oh, man, that's beautiful. But verse 4 says, But Judas Iscariot, one of the, his disciples, he who was about to betray him, said, in verse 5, Why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? Verse 6, he said this, not because he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. And having charge of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Verse 7, Jesus said, Leave her alone so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. For the poor you will have always with you, but you do not always have me. What she did was an act of love and worship, and Judas called it a waste. What Mary did was an act of worship, of love, of praise, of adoration. Judas, Judas counted it as nothing. Judas counted it as a waste. Judas called Mary's worship waste. Folks, I want to tell you today that your worship is never a waste. And I'm just going to tell you straight up, it, it's sad, but there are churches all over the world, but especially in America, where when it comes to worship, Jesus is standing on the outside knocking trying to get in but religious traditions and religious protocol says no 
don't tell the psalmist praise is a waste psalm 149 says and verse 1 says praise the lord sing to the lord a new song and his praise in the assembly of the saints verse 2 let israel rejoice in their maker let the children of zion be joyful in their king verse 3 let them praise his name with the dance let them sing praises to him with the timbrel and the harp verse 4 for the lord takes pleasure in his people he will beautify the humble with salvation verse 5 let the saints be joyful in glory let them sing aloud on their beds. Verse 6, let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. Oh, my friends, today I'm telling you, worship is never waste. The Bible says in another verse, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Mary fell at his feet in love and in worship. Wherever you're at right now, wherever you listen to this podcast, why don't you just lift your hand and worship him for a second. Why don't you just lift your hands right now and worship him. Lord, we praise you. Jesus, we magnify you and we lift you up and we praise you. Praise God. It's the greatest thing you can use your mind for. Worship. It's the greatest thing that you can use your spirit for. It's the greatest thing you can use your emotions for. It's the greatest thing that you can do to get through a trial. Did you hear me there? If you're going through a trial today, one of the greatest things you can do to help you get through the trial is worship. You mean, Pastor, I should worship and praise while I'm in the middle of a trial? Honey, that is the best thing that you can do in the middle of a trial. Worship will get you through the darkest of hours. Worship will get you through the temptations and the trials. Worship will get you free from the bondage of depression. I said, worship will get you free from the bondage of depression. That's a word for someone today. Worship will get you free from the bondage of anxiety. Worship is never, ever a waste. Judas did the unholy. Judas called it a waste. Number three today, Jesus knew about Jesus, but he did not know Jesus. It's easy to go to church. But do you know Jesus? Anyone can go to church. Judas knew about Jesus, but he didn't know Jesus, despite the fact that he was with him. One of the most frightening things is for someone to attend church services, to read their Bibles, to be around other Christians, and yet they themselves don't know Jesus Christ as Lord. You might think it can't happen. But since just our church here in Bowie, since we opened it three years ago, several times I have battled mean, ugly, religious spirits. Not in our church, but just people, you know, in the religious community. You can be in services, even spirit-filled services, and not know Jesus. Matthew 26 and 21 says, while they were eating, he said, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me. Verse 22, greatly distressed, each one of them asked in turn, am I the one, Lord? Verse 25, Judas, the one who would betray him, also asked, Rabbi, am I the one? And Jesus told him, you have said it. The other disciples said, Lord, is it I? Lord, meaning Lord, God, Messiah, the master of all, the king of the universe. That's what that word means. But Judas said, Rabbi, 
in the King James it says master, but the word means rabbi or teacher. The other disciples knew Jesus as Lord of all. Judas only knew him as teacher. Judas spent all of that time with Jesus and didn't know who he was. That's astounding, isn't it? It's literally astounding. The other disciples knew who he was. And let me take it past church services and say this. You can be raised in a Christian home. You can be raised around godly people that love Jesus with all of their hearts. And yet you might not ever let him in. That's a scary thought. I can't rely and depend on my grandpa and grandma's relationship with Christ. They started a great church work. They were incredible people. But I can't lean on their walk with God. I've got to know God. You've got to know God. I've got to know Him as Lord. You've got to know Him as Lord. Philippians 3 and 10 says, Paul said, that I may know Him. Paul wanted to know Him personally. It's personal. It's intimate. That I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings being conformed to His death. Paul's attitude was, I don't want to know about Him. I want to know Him. 1 John 5 and 20 says, And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know Him who is true. And we are in Him who is true in His Son, Jesus Christ. And then he said, this is the true God and eternal life. If you don't know Him, and if you're not careful, you'll, you'll become a taker, not a giver. Judas was a taker. I want to be a giver, not a taker. The striking thing about Judas is that Jesus still loved him. And I'm sure that Jesus' heart was broke as he said of the one that would betray him that it would be better had that person never been born. G Judas knew about Jesus, but he didn't know him. I see a lot of people come to church and yet I never see them lift their hands in praise. I never see them changed. I never see them touched by the power. Why is that? How can you be in the presence of God and not praise Him? Could it be that they just need to be born again? Anyone can go to church. We need to examine our hearts. The last point today, number four. Judas was replaced. Folks, I don't want to be replaced. You don't want to be replaced. We are all called to do a work in God's harvest field. God has a job for all of us to do. And if we don't do our assignment, God will raise up someone else. Judas never knew Jesus, and Judas was replaced. Read Acts chapter 1. Judas was replaced. That's what it says. Judas took pieces of silver in exchange for the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Creator of the universe. He eventually lost it. He threw it down. If you choose something in this life over service for Jesus Christ, first, you'll lose your fellowship with Jesus Christ, and second, 
you'll eventually lose that thing that you had to have instead of Jesus. Are you choosing something over Jesus? Are you choosing a person, a relationship over Jesus? Put your hand on your heart right now and ask yourself, am I putting something, someone, anything before the Lord Jesus Christ? I believe that God is speaking to someone right now. Are you walking down the lonely road of rejecting Jesus, Jesus with Judas? Or are you going to respond to Jesus Christ? You may need just to rededicate your life to Him. I've had to do that. I'm a pastor and I've had to do that. We all struggle. We all struggle with things and life hitting us and punching us and coming against us. Sometimes we just need to get on a knee and rededicate our life to Him. It's the way of Judas or it's a life in Jesus. The choice is up to you. Pastor Doug, you're talking to me. I'm sinning. I'm not where I want to be. I'm in a situation that I shouldn't be in. My future is in the decision that I make right now. And I need to get right with God. I need to do it today. Just pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I don't want my life to end up like Judas. I want to be changed. I want to value worship. I want to know you, Jesus. I want it to be personal, not just to know about you. Today, Jesus, be the Lord and the Savior of my life. I want to be born again. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Change my life. Be the Lord of my life and my Lord and Savior. I confess you as Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name. This has been a blessing to you today. Please subscribe to our podcast. Draw closer to God. Let these lessons be a blessing to you. Share it with your family and your friends. Hit subscribe and share it with someone. Until next time, we thank you so much for being here. And until next time, may God's greatest and his best be yours in Christ Jesus.